0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel in this episode today Brock and I are going to be talking about the few confirmed rosters maybe a rumored one or two that have come up Uh, we finally do have a couple more that are that are confirmed uh, especially optic we all know Boston kind of under the radar announced their full roster kind of got swept up by optic announcing as pretty much anything does in the call duty scene there's a rumor for another roster or two uh Hitch's throwback tournament is coming up we're going to talk about that and just talk about some more random miscellaneous news um probably going to be a shorter episode today because we decided you know what we're preparing more segments for the future we're just going to talk about the roster news maybe take 20 or 30 minutes or whatever to cover those and then get you guys out of here with a shorter episode that's kind of how it's going to be in the offseason there might just be uh some shorter episodes because that's just kind of the point of the season we're at we're getting into that lull like we always talk about so um, we appreciate the support. If you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Um, if you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star review. We appreciate your guys' continued support. Uh, during the off-season, as we know, it's it's maybe not as interesting for you guys to consume Call of Duty content at this time, but we truly do appreciate the support. Without further ado, let's get into this one. Brock, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, good old, good old Monday. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah. Today's good, you know, So a little, little more roster news, like you just said. But other than that, you know, work born, as usual. It's getting the yeah. news, I guess. Yeah, we got um, OpTic announcing always
0: makes for, I guess, a more exciting day. I was on a travel day coming back home yesterday, so we couldn't hop on and like do an instant reaction to the OpTic roster news. Not that it was as much of a thing that we wanted to hop on and do, because, um, well, it was... Known for weeks now, basically what the roster was. Yeah. it's a matter of time we of knew. It So, like, yeah, yeah, we knew about it. Um, and yeah, it was it was something that we we weren't like shocked to see. It wasn't some breaking news. It wasn't like when Scump retired in the middle of the season, or like Optic made a, a surprise move and benched Illy. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. one of those shocking because we kind of knew it was coming. So let's let's talk about that. Um, first one, let's lead off with it. It's what everybody wants to hear about. It's Optic they announced the roster of Dashy, Kenny, Pred, and Shotzi, which, like I said, we all knew was coming. Um, I guess initial thoughts on the roster we've kind of talked about it already, so it's not like groundbreaking, but I know I think we feel pretty similar about this roster, and i we could talk about it a little bit more in detail after we get your thoughts, but i there's just a uh, I'm already gonna have to start my my train of defending Kenny against the green wall for the year yep. there's just a there's just a weird amount of negativity I've seen around the roster
1: that I just don't understand yeah mm. personally i I think Kenny would be was a better fit than Drasup overall. I just didn't know how likely Kenny was to leave. Yeah, at I first point better than Sib, I think too. Yeah, definitely better than Sib. He, Kenny brings a lot more than just uh, the gun skills. IGL, Vods, mm-hmm. comms.
0: Yeah, I feel like VODs. if you're building, <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like if you're building more around a
0: superstar, sure, Sib would be a good play because. You know, he has that takeover potential. Not that Kenny doesn't, but Sib, you know, a little younger, a little more takeover potential. But I feel like Kenny has more what this team needs because they don't need more kills. We talked about it a million times, and for whatever reason, um, and I'll talk about like the the main thing I saw. There and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of support for Kenny. A lot of people were gassing up, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. people like the roster move. It's not like it was just all negative. There's a lot of support for him too. Um, but I saw a lot of people saying an inconsistency. And I just don't understand. Kenny is, to me, what this team needed. Does that mean it's going to work out perfectly and they're going to win every event and they're going to win champs? I'm going to go on a limb and say they're not going to win every single event next year. Um, Who knows? Maybe they only win one. Maybe they don't even win one. I don't know. Cod is weird and inconsistent and you never know how things are going to shake out. But um, I don't understand how you can't think Kenny at least has a very good chance to be a good fit because he's exactly what they need. Uh, A team with Pred, Shotzi, and Dashy doesn't need another guy to go drop a 1.1. Um, mm, yep. Kenny, guess what? Kenny could drop a 1.1 or a 1.2, whatever he wants to. He's that good, but he's more willing to be a gap filler. And, like, I would think, as people, optic fans would know better than anybody what Kenny brings to this team because he is gonna fill like a karma type role if you're comparing it to what all optic fans would like to reference. Because all optic fans just want a team that's as good as the Optic Dynasty was, mm, um, arguably yeah. the greatest Call of Duty team of all time. And in Kenny, I'm not saying Kenny's as good as karma, but Uh, that's the role he's going to play because I mean I mean I've always said it Pred reminds me a lot of scumps play style they they, they're very similar players like I always thought that watching Pred, you know plays a little bit slower a little bit more pre-aim heavy he loves to lay down um he just reminded me a lot of scump and you've got Shotzi playing a really aggressive role there's not much parallel for Shotzi on the dynasty team obviously um (laughs) there's really no no player that played like Shotzi on the team at all um But you've got your two really aggressive superstar subs, superstar slayers, um, dashy a lot like a formal in a way that, he know, he's going to drop numbers. He's going to get a lot of kills. He's going to shoot extremely straight um, and he's going to drop those numbers. And somebody's got to, you know, take a step back in the slaying department and fill in all the gaps and do all the dirty work. And Kenny is more than willing to do that. He's going to do that. I just I don't understand how optic fans can't see that fit of where he could be. And like like I said, maybe the potential doesn't hit and maybe he doesn't end up panning out for this roster because that's always a possibility with any roster. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just don't understand how you can't see the vision of how he could be the perfect fit.
1: Yeah. And to add to your points, really, Kenny usually, you know, once gets layered in the season, he shows up when it matters most. Yep. You can always count on him in that moment, which is a very underrated trait that you don't
0: think of. You just think of, how good a player is and you don't think of the other aspects, but it's a very underrated trait to, to have a guy that always shows up when you need him and you can always count on it um,
1: because you don't realize how important it is until the guy doesn't show up and then you get eliminated. Yeah. And from what I've heard from like just watching videos is that he will hold you hold his teammates accountable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I will say one other thing, um, you know, whether it's the community, just like the general fans, whether it's us, whether it's, former pros whether it's current pros or talent that has you know is a former pro or whatever usually when you see a roster move happen and a lot of the community maybe is criticizing it but all former pros and current pros are saying it's good i tend to go to the side of the former pros and the Mm -hmm. people that have played the game at a higher level because i hate to break it to everyone but um a mind like an octane or a nameless and people like to roast nameless but he played call of duty at the highest level and won multiple events He, he knows what he's talking about
1: um, Here does with one thumb. Yeah, no, not Enable, Nameless. <laughs> oh, Nameless, you said? Yeah, Nameless, Nameless, Nameless. Um, oh, I thought you said Enable. <laughs> no, Nameless,
0: uh, but Enable too. Right. Uh, yep. But he was tweeting about how this roster is going to be nasty. Octane is saying this roster is going to be nasty. And you know, once again, could they be wrong? Sure, but I'm going to tend to go with the side of uh, Octane and Nameless and other former pros when talking about a roster or when listening to advice on a roster than I am with you and I, or the general community, like mm-hmm. these guys know the game better than we do, and better than the community does, because uh, they've played at the highest level and won events at the highest level and, and that kind of thing. So, with all these yep. former pros gassing up the roster, I believe it is going to be a good roster. And I'm, I'm going to defend Kenny this whole year. It's going to be
1: a fun little segment on the podcast. Yep, I'll, I'll be defending him too. Since you know, it's my, my boy right there, <laughs> one of <Yeah>. my boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, on paper, this seems good, but we'll have oh to yeah, very see. good. And like we said,
0: you can never guarantee your roster is going to be good. There is always a chance something goes wrong with the roster and things just don't click even with phase like phase Mm -hmm. do we think they're going to be insane? Yes, I think they're going to be insane. I think phase is probably going to win multiple events next year, but is there a slight chance that there's maybe chemistry issues or something doesn't work out? Of course, there are always there's always a chance. Yep, that something doesn't work out Um, on the side of the rest of this whole move, though. Pred kind of leaked something. I don't even know if he was supposed to leak it. And then they said, screw it. And I think they doubled down and talked about it. And I saw they uploaded like a game chat video, their podcast with the team. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I did hear on Skump's watch party where they revealed the roster that apparently Dashi was supposed to go to Seattle midseason as part of the Pred deal. Um, And it was supposed to be like Lamar gets dropped. Dashi takes his spot, I would assume, with Sib and Mac, And they probably would have maybe called up Gwyn or something, or picked up somebody yeah. else. I didn't hear what they said would have happened, but um, Seattle fumbled the bag. They got no money for Pred, and they didn't get Dashy.
1: Fumbled hard twice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably could have got did. a record-breaking buyout, and Dashy, who would be under control, because I believe he signed a new deal already, so he would have been under team control for uh, this mm-hmm. season as well, and they would have had their superstar to build around, plus cash for Pred,
1: and instead uh, they have no cash for Pred and no Dashy. Instead, they wanted to play out the season. Look how that went. It was chalk, basically, from that point on when the Pred rumors were coming out. Yeah, so a, a brutal turn of events
0: and kind of a, a crazy ripple effect because obviously we've heard that, like, you know, Rambo's joining Seattle and, like, kind of crazy what the ripple effect could have been. Pred would have came here. Uh, who knows? Maybe Rambo doesn't ever leave because I think his main issue was with Dashi. Um, yeah. And even if he had left at the time, he probably wouldn't be going to Seattle because I can't imagine. Dashi and Rambo want to work together again. So then all of a sudden, Rambo wouldn't have been going to Seattle if Dashi was there. Just crazy how the ripple effect of that could have changed a lot of the things we've seen this offseason.
1: Yeah. I just, they could have had Dashi. Oh, man. Instead, they yeah. get money, no Dashi for free. Yeah. Could have, <laughs> could
0: have been a player they could have built around. Like, it's insane. Oh, man. Oh. What is that management doing up there? Yeah, that's brutal. So that's about that's about it on the optic roster. Unless we got anything else, it's just I'll be interested to see how it plays out because uh, once again, it doesn't even really matter what happens. It, Kenny will be the scapegoat no matter what mm-hmm. because Dashi and Shotzi have just been on the roster so long that they're at this point ingrained into the optic culture and basically nobody's going to roast them unless they're like literally dropping point sixes every map. Yeah, nobody's going to roast them, and uh, Pred has been like the golden child that all optic fans wanted for the last eight months. Uh, so they're they're not going to roast him and. It kind of leaves Kenny and you know, as weird as it sounds, I'm not saying that they're gonna place the same or like in any other way they're similar to the face the trio, except the fact that I have a feeling kind of like the face trio has been together for what three, four, five years now. Yeah. Um well. I have a feeling that this trio is probably gonna basically stick together until one of them retires. Mm-hmm. The dashy shotsy pred trio, I think, is basically gonna become like the face trio, where they're probably gonna stick together. Until one of them retires. So whoever their fourth is at any time is probably always going to be a scapegoat. And for the foreseeable future, that happens to be Kenny. So I think Kenny's got thick enough skin that he can handle all yes. that criticism. But I, I just have a weird feeling that this trio on optic is going to be uh, like the phase trio only in the fact that they're going to stick together for a really long time. And whoever their fourth is, is going to be in for a lot of criticism.
1: Yeah, definitely. Since these players are all super, super
0: good. Yeah. And the fourth player with these three is always going to be the guy that's filling gaps and is probably not going to have the best stats because he's doing all the dirty work to yeah. let the other three shine. And um, I think, like we said, fans are so in love with Dashie and Shotzi because they've been there forever and Pred is the golden child. So that kind of leaves Kenny as the odd man out. That's probably going to receive a lot of criticism,
1: whether it's warranted or not. Yeah. I mean, I guess some of the fans might still hate Kenny for, you know, Kenny Pacey Owens optic (laughs) yeah
0: yeah basically since i mean i can't remember as much of world war ii optic just wasn't as good in world war ii and kenny was on like the best team for a lot of the game but yeah from bo4 on the thieves days on it was it was rough out there for optic when they played kenny and specifically basically when ken whenever kenny was on thieves
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so it's good to get uh one of those people on your team
0: (laughs) yeah just you know you can't beat them just bring them to your team Yep, just buy them out and bring him. <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about one of Kenny's, or two of Kenny's former teammates, I guess. Slasher and Priesta. Boston's roster is finalized. They brought on somebody that I was very, very high on, that I really wanted them to bring on. I didn't think they Word. would do it, honestly, because he was one of their former uh, players that they had benched before and you know gotten rid of before, but I'm extremely happy they did it. Boston announced the final roster of Slasher, Priesta, Snoopy and their fourth of capsidal. So I think everybody's gonna know what my thoughts on this, Dmar, but I wanna I wanna hear what you think about it. Do you like it?
1: Do you not like it? Are you kind of neutral on it? Mm, I do like it. I do like it. Like you said, I just for some reason I just didn't think like you like you said, they weren't gonna pick up capsidal. But he does have the upside. And I yeah. Uh, Snoopy Snoopy is basically gonna have to, you know, basically the Hydra. Kind of like, huh? maybe not so much, but. You think? I almost feel like it's going to be the other way around. I think Snoopy's going to be the guy, you know,
0: running in first, kind of playing that aggressive role, and Capsule's going to play more of the, the Slayer role.
1: I would, th- I've actually thought it would be the other way around, but maybe.
0: You think so? I mean, I feel like either of them could play either role, so I don't think you're wrong. I don't I don't really think there's like yeah. a definitive way. I think. I think the mesh will. Yeah, I think based on what we heard about. Uh, based on what we've heard about, you know, like the, the Snoopy potentially being compared to shots and being really fast, he could be like an entry player, but I think capsule could also do that
1: role as well. Yeah. Um, but for slasher and Freesta, it's pretty, it's pretty self AR duo for what was left. Yeah.
0: I think there's like something to be said and I I keep saying it and I feel like we need to keep reminding people based on what I've seen for reactions. The top four is loaded. Mm -hmm. Like we've already mentioned, basically the top four teams took the two top players from the fifth team uh, and the sixth team and absorbed them so like yep. the only the top players from the fifth and sixth teams that carried them into fifth and sixth got absorbed into the top four. so all of the top four teams just got even better and I, I just I don't understand what people want the teams outside of New York, Toronto, optic and phase to do. It's like, they expect them to put together a roster on that level. But when 16 of the top players are already gone onto the top four, it's going to be really hard to put together a roster that on paper instantly is like, yeah, that team's as good as the top four. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think this team is as good as the top four, but I think they could potentially be the best team outside of that. And I liked what they did with the roster. They went with, you know, two veteran presence that bring, you know, some championship pedigree to the roster where Slasher has a world championship and, you know, 10 plus wins. Priest is kind of in the same boat, just coming off a world championship and is the winningest player in the CDL era. So you bring yep. two veteran ARs in and Priest has a true flex. And then you get capsule and Snoopy who are both just, could they have downside and could they actually end up being not that good? Absolutely. They could blow up and that could not be a good subduo, but I think they have a very high potential. And let's be honest, when you're outside this top four, do you want to play it safe and just consistently be fifth and always get a top six? Or do you want to swing for the fences with a young, cracked subduo and hope they can become the next great thing and you have a chance to compete with the top four? I would much rather go for the ladder and swing for the fences when I'm not one of those top four teams.
1: But this team on the right day, I feel like they could could win. They could win against the top four teams on the right day.
0: Absolutely. I think they could too. I won't consistently pick them, I don't think, to beat the Mm -hmm. top four teams. But also, I will say this. Whenever we talk about this teams that seem like the guaranteed top teams, one of them always is inconsistent or fails to low up to expectations. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I, I think it's hard for me to see a way that Faze, Optic, and Toronto especially aren't the top three teams this year. I do think there's a world where New York struggles a little bit just because maybe the chemistry isn't as good as it was Yeah, without Priestle. I still think New York's going to be incredibly good and probably still guaranteed top four, but it seems like all the teams that we think are guaranteed to be top teams, at least one of them always actually ends up not being
1: mm-hmm.
0: and maybe boston takes that place i just like that yeah like you said on the right day i think capsule and snoopy that's what you have to do I, we talked about it last week that's what you have to do with these bottom or not bottom teams but teams outside the top four you have to put together a sub duo that their ceiling is a team that could potentially take out your sympathy your Shotzi and pred and like i don't think capsule and snoopy by any means are on either of those duos level yet or anything, or maybe they never will be, but at least they're two guys that we don't know they're yet. Yeah. Rather yeah. than two veterans, where we've seen their peak. These two, we haven't seen their peak yet, and could they end up sucking and not being that good? Absolutely. But I'd rather take the chance on these two young guys becoming superstars and then you can compete. Uh, I'd rather, you know, fail by swinging for the fences than fail by playing it safe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I, I don't play scared. Yeah, you can't. You can if you want to win. Yeah. Like you said, but Capital and be Dagg, they had some moments, definitely. Capital and Vanguard, and this, later this year, and MW2 and Snoopy Champs. So, yeah. I like this roster.
0: So do I. I think it could be potentially a very good roster. What do you think the ceiling is? Do you think, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, you think they could beat some, some top four teams on the right day? Do you think their ceiling is a top six, which would be, you know, the first team eliminated out to the top four, or do you think uh, they have potential to crack some top four, some top threes, maybe get into the running? I'm not going to say, do you think they'll win a major? Yes or no, but do you think they could crack into the top four in certain events and make some noise, or
1: do you think that they're probably going to fall short? Um, For, like, the events, or for, like, the season stat, season leaderboard? Maybe or both. I don't know, because th- it definitely is different. You could crack into top four a few times yeah. and still finish fifth or sixth. I mean, I could see this team definitely making into, like, like top four top threes low key in yeah. like in tournaments and definitely probably like I'll say a top four like finish in the standings if you know like, like you said New York struggles. Yeah.
0: Uh I agree. I think they're ceiling. I think there's a world where they could crack a couple top threes, top fours, maybe go a little further, but it's hard to say that they'd win an event because I do like the top four teams a lot. But I think mm-hmm. yeah they could crack into some top threes and top fours at tournaments. I could see a world where they get fourth. I, I do feel like They'll still end up finishing somewhere between four through six in the standings. Yeah. I think that's where I see this team. I mean, and once again, that could change. Maybe some more rosters come out that we see, and we end up liking some more of the other rosters that come out a lot more. Um, but to me, this seems like a team that will probably end up in the four to six range in the standings, and I think they'll be a pretty consistent top six all year with the ability
1: to crack into top three or top four, or maybe a couple times. Yep. This team maybe will could win a tournament like New York did this year. Yeah, maybe. I thought New York would win, and they did. (laughs) No, people weren't putting New York as a top top team going into last year, and they ended up being the undisputed best team of the Mw Two season. And uh, I'll I'll bet at least you know Priest might get one since he's the winningest player in Cdl history. Yeah, and these are you know Slasher and Priest that tend to always
0: make their teams pretty darn competitive at the very least. Yep. Uh, But for what this team all does,
1: what did you say? for, what, for what's left, and people will say, that's a pretty, pretty good roster for what people, what's left. Yeah, and I also think
0: the entire roster to me hinges on Snoopy because, like we said, these are two young, unproven SMGs, but we have seen a lot more of Capsital. Yeah. And we've seen that he can be really good. It all hinges on Snoopy. Like we know the talent is there. It's a matter of if, if he can transition everything <laughs> people say about his talent into actual gameplay and translate that into the gameplay, then this team will be very good. Yep. Fully agree. Uh, All right, let's talk about Minnesota. This is maybe a more polarizing roster. Maybe a lot more mixed opinions on this one. This one is not confirmed, however, so can't say that at least as of the time being unless they confirmed it after we hit record on the podcast. This is not a confirmed roster, but uh, the Minnesota Rocker are apparently looking to bring on Accuracy, Awakening, Vivid, and Lins from the WobbleBob's roster. Lins is uh, apparently a very, very talented young SMG. I believe French because I thought that whole roster was French. Um, I think so. So they're apparently potentially bringing on Linz and also Burns. I guess Jacob Hale tweeted this. I saw it on Reddit or something, but apparently Burns might be coming back as the GM of the the Rocker. So maybe he made this roster. Don't know. That's not confirmed yet either. But Burns Hmm. from the United days could apparently be their GM. And thinking about signing the Accuracy Awakening Vivid Linz roster, probably a lot more mixed opinions on this one because a lot more players we potentially don't know as much about there's some question marks around vivid people have a lot of questions about accuracy and lens. We haven't really seen play on the pro level ever. So you're, what are your thoughts on this team?
1: Um, my thoughts on this team is I feel like
0: big wick can have to fry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, I Unless definitely t- don't feel as good as the Boston roster. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, this is like, a, to me, this is like a top six and below. Yeah, I I think that I think there's a world
0: and we know we're both Lamar stands here on this podcast. So it's kind of funny that uh, there yep. was like talks last week about him potentially retiring and then he got on a roster and I tweeted that I was hyped about it because I'll always cheer for Lamar, whether you think he's actually good or deserving or not, I'll always cheer for him. Um, and I think it's funny he ended up on Rocker, who I tend to like always tell people I support a little bit because of. They're like the most local of the teams in the mm-hmm. CDL for us. Uh, yep. But I think that this roster has high potential, but I also think they have a potentially pretty low floor. I'll say that. I think they're, this team could have a big swing. I could see this team on the right day, you know, making a run to a top four, and I could also see them getting a dead last. Um, yeah. How I see them being successful, uh, it goes in the back of what it always is. It's Lamar. Uh, it's not an accident that in World War II, you know, from the World War II on, when Lamar really kind of came flying into the scene again, uh, he had, it's not a coincidence that Lamar like seems to always have a superstar player on his team. Uh, so in, in world war II, he has Kenny who's viewed as arguably the best player in world war II. In a lot of people's eyes or one of the best at times. He had Kenny on his team. Then you go into BO four, he's on that splice team. And, you know, Donnie temp viewed as one of the best players in the world. Lamar enabling him. Uh, you go into MW. Maybe a little bit of a different story, kind of a, a weird year mm-hmm. for Lamar yeah. as a whole, but he he played on a good New York team. And, you know, Mac was enabled as a superstar on that roster, and he had other guys like Zoom unattached Uh Going to Cold War, another bit of a weird year with, you know, that rocker team and how everything shakes out, whatever. Um, there's going to be an anomaly here and there. You know, fast forward into his last two years of Vanguard MW2 with Seven and Pred enables them, and what's one thing that all of his teammates say coming out of it? They all seem to love playing with him. So It's not mm-hmm. an accident that all these players that he played with looked like the best players in the game in the years they played with him. He does enable players very well, Uh, and I'll always defend Lamar as well on that. Now, I say that while also saying Lamar definitely has his downfalls. Sometimes can get out sometimes can have some really bad maps. Yeah, but, can. yeah, where I see this roster... If they're succeeding, it's through, you know, Lamar, great in-game leadership, still also playing very well. And then I think Big Wake and Lins, frying while Vivid's just being super aggressive and impactful on the map. Dropping maybe yep. a .9, but being super aggressive, it seems like, you no, know, maybe Vivid, super aggressive on the front lines. Lamar doing the dirty work in the back lines Will Wake and Lins just fry out. Mm-hmm. Where I see this team being unsuccessful... Almost the Seattle Surge formula. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> accuracy and Vivid really, really struggling. Kind of similar to Accuracy and Mac. Wake and Linz just having to do it all. And, you know, it's another Shaq and Kobe type situation and probably a downgrade because I think probably at this point we have to say Sib and Pratt are much better than Wake and Linz just because we haven't seen I of Linz. Uh, I
1: would agree with that statement. No, this roster from Linz should be good, like you said. As, vivid just scares me because he's so like inconsistent he'll have like a he'll go like 20 and 10 one game then he'll go triple negative the next game yeah just so hard to tell with vivid he can be a really good player
0: you know and i mean shoot another one of our biases has to come through vivid to my knowledge is the only cod pro from wisconsin so some of our bias yep. has to come in for the boy vivid there <laughs> yep <laughs> um but Yeah, I think this is a a team with a very high ceiling and a very low floor. I don't want to make like when I said they can make a top four. I don't want people to be like, oh, my God, he thinks Rocker is a top four team. I don't think that I think there's a world where on the right weekend, this team can make a run to top four, just like Seattle. I see this team being a lot like the Seattle with maybe less of a ceiling. I don't really see them winning events Mm -hmm. like Seattle could potentially. But like if they made it to a top four, I'm not going to be shocked. Like if they're on a Sunday and get eliminated in fourth place. I'm not going to be shocked, but I'm also not going to be shocked if they start and lose and lose their first match and get dead last. That also
1: won't surprise me. Yeah, it's literally like like Seattle surge, but this less talent. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I do think this team will
0: be unless you know we might see the other rosters come out and maybe things change. But I think if this is the roster they go with, I do think this team has potential to make champs. Like, I think they're going to be fighting uh, for a mm-hmm. seventh or eighth seed. I, I think that's probably where they end up. I feel like in the standings, the end. On a good end, they end in sixth. On the bad end, uh, they I think they could end up below eighth, but I think this team's target range would probably be like six to eight. Not yeah. could. could they finish lower? Sure, but I think their ceiling is probably sixth, and their floor I, I'd say their floor is tenth. I don't think this team would be all
1: the way to the bottom. Yeah. I I agree, and I'm pretty sure Agassi doesn't I don't think he makes a chance almost every year. Yes,
0: yeah, CDL era I can't think of. I, think. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what happened. I don't think he was on the rocker roster. I think he was on the bench technically for Cold War Champs. Unless I'm, I could just completely be remembering it wrong. But I, I don't think he was active for Cold War Champs. Cause I, I swear I, after the lineup and everything, he ended up getting benched later in the year.
1: I think so too.
0: Yeah, because their their roster of champs was like what I think it was Major Maniac, Priest, Attach,
1: uh, and Standy. Yeah, I think Lamar was in the bench. Major Maniac, so typical. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Someone pick about. him up. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> oh yeah, and the other thing, this kind of—I didn't see a lot about this because, like I said, I was on vacation, very busy every day, basically from Wednesday through Sunday, so I didn't see as much Twitter news. But I did see that there were a bunch of layoffs at Version One slash Rocker. I saw one of the people that was laid off was Midnight, um, yep. an absolute OG, one of the most OG members of the entire Call of Duty community has been around yep. literally almost since the beginning of when call of duty content was a thing uh and she did some fantastic work at rocker i guess i don't technically know but i have to believe that uh her mind for the way the call of duty community and the gaming community works is probably a very large reason as to why the rocker are so popular and did so well at growing a fan base yeah is because of her extreme knowledge that she has in the space so um as much as i support rocker i know you know finances are tough and um a lot of Esports organizations have been laying off. Uh, I do believe, you know, that is kind of an L to get rid of Midnight because I think she has immense knowledge and more knowledge than probably most people in the world. She's probably one of the the top minds for the esports space in the entire world and how things work in the gaming space. She has basically been around since the beginning. She gets it. Yeah. So that is an L, unfortunately, for Rocker. But, uh, you know, with the layoffs, it's it's tough. We hope, once again, we've been saying this way too much. But know, we hope every everybody layoffs. lands on their feet. Yeah, it, it sucks to keep talking about, but like always, we hope everybody lands on their feet and is able to find jobs that they enjoy swiftly mm-hmm. um, after the layoffs. But super unfortunate that this is the state we're in in esports that it seems like every podcast we have to wish people that were laid off well. I wish I wish we didn't have to do it, but got to mention it again for the, the V1 yeah. and Rocker employees that were laid off. Who knows? Maybe Mina will come back to Optic. Maybe. That'd be awesome. Come back home to where things really kicked off for her way yep. back in the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think like when, like when she like joined. I don't. I remember like Black Ops two, but I don't. Think I think it. she was like literally one of the first members. I think she was even before
0: I really watched Call of Duty content. She was around. Yeah,
1: I don't. Even, also, I, like
0: I just remember Black Ops two. Yeah, it also kind of sucks though because like. I, I mean, I, like I said, I don't know all the employees that work for every organization. I could be missing them, but I think she, to my knowledge at least, is like one of the few like females in upper management. Like one of the few mm. women in upper management at the CDL team, so it sucks to see her go because um, it's nice to have women represented in upper management. Maybe there are more that I don't know about, but yeah. it's nice to see women represented in upper management at the CDL, not only CDL, but just esports orgs in general, so I mean, shoot. Hopefully, she just gets a job if she's looking for one, and she still wants to keep doing this. Hopefully, she gets a job at another Oregon and, and get towards the top of their Oregon, start running things because she knows what she's doing.
1: Yeah, she definitely does. That's why their rockers pretty big. Yeah, that's why they're so good at cultivating that that local fan base, especially. Yep, I think she
0: also moved there. I think because I I, I swear she's like from Minnesota or from that area too. Because I remember she was like a big Vikings. I think, fan. Yeah, I think you're right. So that also really sucks for her, too, because I think that's the main reason she was there. She wanted to move back to Minnesota. So we'll see what she does. I'm sure whatever she does, it it will be successful because that's basically been her story as a creator in the esports scene is basically everything she touches has some great success.
1: Yeah, she'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, then kind of two more random things. Uh, the first team for Hitch's throwback tourney, which I, it's Black Ops Two again, I think this year, was announced uh, a nasty sounding team. Skump, Karma, Shotzi, and Pred were announced. And unless there's been another one, I believe that was the first team announced for Hitches Throwback Tourney. I think it's for November Movember again, which is like a men's yeah. mental health and suicide awareness organization, which is the one thing I wanted to mention too. Um, I told Brock I was going to mention this quick on the podcast. Uh, and I think we'll just mention it quick. Brock hasn't ever watched the show. I know we talked about that, but um, it sounds like There's some news that came out on Twitter today. I want to make sure I don't miss it, but it sounds like Agnes cloud who was on euphoria and actor passed away today. I'm not sure exactly what, but it sounded like there was some mental health, um, mental health things going on there. So Mm -hmm. like Kyle and I always talked about it in the past. There was, we mentioned it like randomly when, you know, stuff like this would happen and probably didn't mention it enough as as much as we would like to. This it was uh, a cause that both Kyle and I heavily supported. And I know Brock would be on the same page, but yeah. that sucks to see euphoria is one of my favorite shows of all time. If not my favorite show, it's right up there. Um And that sucks to see. And I saw there was something going on in their family where his dad had passed away like a week ago and he was really struggling through that. So once again, anything with mental health is very important and it seems like it only gets talked about at least on my timeline when something tragic like this happens. Um, but that's not the only time it's important. It's important at all times. So if you're struggling, reach out to somebody. Somebody will always be there for you. Um yep. It's unfortunate, help. but we're also feeling man, feeling sorry for their family because it sounds like his dad passed away like last week. I think it was. and Then he passed away. So I can't imagine
1: that's just tough on the family. Jeez. Yeah, I can't
0: imagine what their family is going through. Like as a as a brother, I have one sibling. I can't imagine if you know I lost a sibling and a parent in basically the same week that is unbelievable so keep them in your thoughts that's that is tough to hear um a great actor and a great show and 25 years old so basically exactly our age yep um young very very young crazy to think about so want to give a shout out to that and um if you're struggling reach out to somebody kyle and i were always for that and brock and i'll continue to be for that and go support hitches tournament when it comes out because it's um I believe, again, it's for November. That's what he always does for for men's mental health. So grow yep. your mustaches out for that tournament. Um, that's, like, their big thing. And, you know, keep keep supporting the mental health community. And if anybody listens to the podcast needs help, reach out to us. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Hitch's Tournament coming up. Excited to watch some Black Ops, too. And this should be a fun roster. Skump, Karma, Shotzi, Pred, and also a very vibey roster to play an off-season tournament with.
1: Mm-hmm. Just shoot the shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, a very fun team and probably
0: a pretty nasty team.
1: Yeah, I wonder what um, a lot of team teams are going to be showing up with. I
0: thought, oh, what did I see today? It was like Nate Chow was looking for a team and hitch. I'll go pull up Hitch's Twitter quick and see if I can see it. It was a really fun team. I, I want to say it was like a a complexity type team, like maybe an Aches Crim six. I can't Ooh. exactly remember. I know like Big T said he was taking this year off or something and told <laughs> karma to fill in or something like that. I know Big T just had a, a child recently. But where mm-hmm. is it? Hitch Wait, said something. Did did BT win it last year or yeah with Scump and I can't remember who else.
1: I, mean, Is this I, don't, it? I don't
0: remember honestly. Okay, I was kind of right. It was it was like a, a complexity style team. It, like um Chat was tweeting about the red dot ballot champs instead of the HBR might have been <laughs> the move or something, and then um Hitch said we gotta get you back on the sticks one of these days, and then Chat was like, What's good with the, the BO2 throwback? And then Clay responded and said, "Me, Crim six, Crim six and Aches need one." Somebody was like, "Why is TP not the fourth? And apparently, TP is going to be out of town that weekend. Um, so apparently, maybe another team of three might be Clay, Crim, and Aches. Uh, that'd be kind of funny to see Nate join that team. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, the whole be veteran funny. squad, like the old rivalry back in the day, Nate versus Complexity. That'd be kind of fun if Nate Chat joined that team. That would be funny. I, I would be very. I mean. Be a very entertaining team to watch as well. So, hopefully, Nate Chat goes and joins that team of three. Apparently, it's the last team of three. So, I think all the other teams are set. That team's just looking for a fourth.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So, I'm sure we'll hear something about that soon. I think it was just a four team little mini tournament they're going to throw on. I think they're throwing on like a smash melee tournament and some other ones. I don't exactly
1: know what it was. I can't remember. Yeah. The 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 one they're playing Black Ops Two. You said right. Yeah. The, the one they should do, I don't know, not this year, but in the future, they should do a throwback Black Ops 4 with 5v5. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be funny. Bring it back 5v5 and yeah, that would be funny actually. I think he said he wanted to keep it on Black Ops 2 just because it was like the easiest one to set up or something and like it is like the kind of default. Like, when you think of competitive Call of Duty, it's kind of the, the default game for yeah. us. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably with ease, but yeah, I would love if somehow in the offseason it could become like a monthly or bi-monthly event if we're gonna have these stupid six months off seasons where ideally he'd keep throwing tournaments. But I also know that throwing a land tournament like this is probably a lot to plan and would be pretty stressful to plan like three himself. Yeah. Definitely by himself, yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll be on the lookout for that tournament. Last thing we have, it, it kind of goes with the other stuff we talked about. Octane, apparently, you know, he tweeted out that he thinks this is we could potentially be in for like the greatest season of all are shaping out. Um, and we'll see if that happens. And it sounds like um, he said, you know, maybe if the game cooperates with us, so uh, we know with call of duty, you know, the game doesn't necessarily cooperate with us, but hopefully you know. it does. I'm praying. That's good. Yeah. Good. We're hoping and we're hoping and praying the game's actually good. You know, all it has to do is just be a decent game, and we know these teams will make it entertaining for us.
1: Yeah, and personally, I would rather really, would love to play a, a good game. Well, yeah. Other than uh, MW two cheese, that I don't even play that anymore because I'm just so sick and tired of it. Yeah, and you know what? From what we've heard, it is you know potentially
0: dead silence in the game at all times, and maybe slide canceling to add some entertainment for watching into the game and it sounds like red dots might be back from what scum said it sounds like maybe the time to kill could be a little longer so if all those things are true it was really steps in the right direction to maybe have a,
1: a, a better game yeah if we need, we need that one thing on there Dead sounds for sure though yeah that's number one I'm more than red dots in my opinion by far yep
0: I obviously I want both but if I had to choose one I'm choosing dead silence all day every day
1: yep yep I don't want to deal with sound EQ again no. You know, I used it, like yeah. cheeser. <laughs> yeah, it was awful to play against. Not fun to watch. And yeah, we we want people to actually have to have awareness. And I know, just made the bad players just good, which is, it just doesn't so stupid.
0: And it yeah, it made having good awareness and completely just not valuable trait because anybody on a PC could have amazing awareness because they could hear everything. So having good awareness and knowing timings basically didn't matter in this game and you know being able to hit a good route and a good pinch didn't matter at all because if you hit the pinch by the time you got close enough to you know make a play they all heard you running unless you had enough daddy to make it there yeah they heard you running and they would just turn around so yeah that yeah, sounds
1: very important yeah you could only uh, hit a pinch flank but like that sounds 10 seconds last yeah unless you get a kill yeah so yeah
0: unless you got a kill but then at that point they also know you're you're behind them so yeah it's just just an absolute mess yeah Yep. Excited to uh, you know see if Octane's awards can come true though. If we actually get a decent game, seems like that every year. As long as we get like a, even a decent game, we can make the the season a historic one. I feel like mm-hmm. MW2 in terms of viewership and everything was a pretty successful season, and you could argue is maybe the worst game we've ever had. Yeah, it's up
1: there. Vanguard's a pretty good game though. Yeah. Okay. I think that's enough for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. I had to, I had to say that. <laughs> I knew. I knew you were going to say it. Um,
0: That's going to do it for this one, though. Got you guys out. Maybe a little shorter than usual. But if you guys enjoyed this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. If you're on the audio platforms, drop that follow, drop that five-star review. I can't remember the exact name. I don't have Twitter up right now. But somebody did point out to me. I don't know what happened with the episode, but it glitched and only showed one second on Spotify. And I was about to head on a vacation. So shout out to you. Um, I can pull up my Twitter right now and get the actual name. Um, But my mind is just, I just got back from vacation. I feel like I have a fuzzy brain. Um, Who was it? Who was it? I got to find it. got to find the tweet. PA Butters. Yeah. PA Butters. Shout out to you. Um, It sounds like, what did I, what did I see? He's overseas somewhere. I can't remember. Um, Sounds like he's maybe an EU listener, but he tweeted at me like right before I was about to head on, on vacation was like hey just just went to listen to the new podcast on Spotify I noticed it's only 1 second long thought you might uh might not have noticed and I did not notice didn't know that so shout out to you because you, you saved the the audio listeners and got the podcast fixed for whatever reason it literally just uploaded like a 1 second clip with no audio uh, and mm-hmm. just didn't upload the full episode so I had to go on and I tried to fix it like multiple times it didn't work and it finally went through so shout out to you um You save the audio listeners and you help us get the podcast on there. Otherwise, there's been no audio form this week. So thank you guys for the support. We appreciate you watching. We'll see you next week, hopefully with some more news or figure out a segment to do. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Like we said, if you need help, you're struggling, reach out to somebody. It can be us. It can be a close friend, a family member. Reach out to somebody. We appreciate you all watching and we will see you in the next one.